Hey, everybody. Welcome to Quizlet, the show where we get to know the upcoming contestants in the next Quizertron. I'm your host, Rebecca Watson, and I am here with Quizertron's resident comedian and my delightful co-host, Keith Lil Jensen. Hi, Keith. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm in such a good mood because we get to talk to comedians today. That last guest intimidated me so much. That would be Dr. Janet D. Stemwettel, who... Oh, my God. Once, like 27 PhDs and 42 master's degrees. All I, I just do couldn't. is like, I just want to like prep you on who we're going to be interviewing. And so I sent you basic facts about her background. And you said, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, I pulled my head into my shell like a turtle. Yeah. But talking to a couple comedians, that's what I do every night. Let's go. All I'm right. Ready. Well, I'm excited because we, we, you, you got us a twofer. This week, yes. uh, in the form of two awesome California-based comics, uh, we've got Kate Gary and Robin Tran. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're like, a, what is the opposite of having a lot of doctorates? <laughs> that would be us. Let's do that. I want to give our educational backgrounds and I want to say them with pride. My name is Keith Lowell Jensen. And after dropping out of high school, I took a class in video editing and a class in Spanish. I do not speak Spanish. Go, Robin. Oh, um, (laughs) I graduated from the University of California, Irvine with a 2.3 GPA. And my first excellent my first quarter of UCI, I had a 0.9 GPA and a, a D minus in French. Wow. Nice. You're up, Kate. Yeah. I graduated summa cum laude from Dartmouth College. That's an I. Okay, stop. Just Uh, shut uh, up. Can we go back to Robin? (laughs) No, no. But, okay, I got my my BA in history, uh, which turns out to be completely useless because no one gives a shit about history (laughs) or knows about it, apparently. We've seen that, yeah. Yeah, we're just repeating it over here. It's fine. Yeah, you know, that, that's it's lovely that I get to watch it and that I'm powerless to do anything about it. Uh, right. They're really like, like, you know, everyone, ooh, Dartmouth. It's it's not, it was like four years of doing ecstasy and meeting the guy <laughs> for divorce. I mean, it was, it was like a summer camp for privileged kids, so. Well, you know, Animal House was based on a frat from Dartmouth. Oh, it totally was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a point of pride with those assholes there. I know, because one of my professors went to Dartmouth, and he never missed an opportunity to point it out. (laughs) Oh, boy, I bet you and that professor got along great. We actually did. (laughs) He's great. (laughs) You got this party girl inside of you. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, that's like kind of the silver lining to history repeating itself that I never thought of. I mean, it's sad that we don't learn, but it makes it so much easier for people studying history that it's just the same thing over and over again. It makes it real, you know, it, it really brings it to the forefront. It's like hands on history learning. Right. When I study World War II now, right. uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, now I get how that happened. I, I understand. This. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm a lot more forgiving of uh, the German people now, yeah. the ones that were too stupid to realize how bad it was. So I'm you're like, saying oh, you're a Nazi yeah. sympathizer. No, no, it's, mo- it's more that I sympathize with the people that didn't immediately like, – like right now we're sitting here recording a podcast when we should be out smashing the state. No, that's and true. That's fair. So I forgive them for not doing the same. Unless you guys want to put this aside and go smash the state, I'd be happy to meet you uh, somewhere in between our three locations. I mean that's we'll basically Bakersfield. I'm not sure that's where the state is. An excellent place to start. <laughs> 
What if I say if that? ever there was a place that place that needed smashing? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robin. I was like, what if I say I'm too marginalized of a group to do that? So like, I guess oh. I leave it all to white people. Yeah, to I think that the white people have to you know come get our own here. So <laughs> that's true. Like the white men. I'm good with that. Yeah. You out, uh, yeah. But, it's uh, really actually because I'm really lazy. But I'm just gonna. <laughs> you know? Yeah, take. No, it I'm going to accept. Yeah, I'm going to accept your doctor's note, Robin, yeah. and let you sit out volleyball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, for for my, uh, I, I don't have any good propers either, uh, college wise. Like I certainly can't beat Kate's uh, uh, BS, but you know, in the literal way, in communication, Boston University, and I once uh, took a a course on human anthropology in which I had to, uh, basically the, the professor called me into her classroom at one point, like in office hours, into her office, uh, and, and was like, you, uh, you're not actually here studying science, are you? <laughs> I was like, I'm in the college of communication, ma'am. <laughs> and she goes, I appreciate your effort. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just give you a C. <laughs> And I was oh, like, nice. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. <laughs> so um, now, now that we've covered our educational backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, Robin and Kate, I recently uh, got to come down to uh, where was I? I never know where I am, and you guys have already figured that out about me. I, I was in Long Beach, right? Is that where I, we performed I together? Was at, uh, the Rec Room Comedy Club in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. I honestly never know. Remember, I kept introducing you to comedians from other cities that you didn't live in. I was like, oh, look up Kate Gary. She lives there. And you had to keep going, Keith, that's not I don't live there. (laughs) Yeah, because I never know where I am. Um, Tell us about your show. The the show is Unconventional Lesbians. Now, what's that all about? Oh, it's about um, the, the story of our relationship from the time we met at our first open mic. And uh, all the way until my transition, where Kate stuck with me. Oh, sorry, that's a spoiler. I should. Whoa, have... yeah. <laughs> uh, you way know, to lead with we... it. Come and see if she stays with me or not. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we started dating in what 2012. Yeah, 2012. Uh, and uh, you were uh, this is before your transition. Yeah, and we were dating for about three years uh, before you came out. Yeah. And, Can uh, I ask uh, intensely personal questions? Absolutely. Yeah. They love those. Great. Yeah. Did you did you think of yourselves as a typical heterosexual couple prior to that? I tried to, but I don't think Kate ever did. No, I mean, nothing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're weirdos. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're just crazy together in our little hole of an apartment, and, and <laughs> we have no ambitions or uh, you know, we're not trying to buy property or take over the world. So, well, uh. I mean, as the the hetero thing goes, um, I remember I was going to the gym for for like a week to like get really bulky because I thought, you know, I heard that you know <laughs> girls like dudes who are bulky, you know, and then so oh she, yeah, you know, you don't have to get all bulky. And then I got, all, I started crying, and I'm like, oh. you, you think I'm a man? <laughs> oh, years ago, this is before my transition. And I, just, I, and I she, love you, honey. And she just said, "I love you, honey." <laughs> so um, there was always something kind of off in the the gender dynamics of our relationship. Yeah, because I, I actually used to be married uh, to a a, a a man's man, uh, and uh, it you know didn't didn't really work out. Couldn't really put my finger on it, uh, but it turns out uh, a lot of like the 
the closed offness of uh, the toxic masculinity that men often have. Uh, turns out it's a bit of a, a turn off to me. And what I, what I liked about Robin is that she never had any of that. She yeah, was always right. very free with her emotions, and we could always talk about anything, uh, which was refreshing to me. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. The sorry, Robin, I keep cutting you off. Go oh, ahead. Okay. I didn't do this. I didn't do this before you transitioned. No. <laughs> Typical, typical no, everything, man. Everything, that, everything that Kate loved about me, I hated it about myself. Aww. So you know that was that was where a lot of the trouble came from before my transition. Right, because I, I was I was like, sweetie, you're so adorable. You're you're so cute. I love you. And Robin would be like, wait, adorable, cute? Are, are these insults? What's happening? Right. Are, yeah. are you breaking up with me? I'm like, no. <laughs> explaining why i love you yeah your cheeks (laughs) so the the gender dynamic is is interesting and has certainly you know been talked about a lot what about the the sexuality because we we really love labels and it's like so you guys were heterosexual you call the show unconventional lesbians but like are you now gay without having changed partners did you change sexualities does it make you bi? Does it make you uh, undeclared? I mean, what, what are you? <laughs> yeah, what do you do now about the whole labeling thing? Yeah, we get asked that a lot. Uh, I'm I'm very comfortable calling uh, myself a lesbian because I'm in a long term relationship with a woman. Uh, that's a lesbian relationship, uh, right? There are, there are plenty of uh, lesbians who had uh, relationships with men in the past. So I don't think that validates sure. uh, how I currently identify. Uh, but if people get really uh, prickly about the labels, I'll just say I- I'm queer. And then they-, they usually get weirded out and back off. Yeah. <laughs> queer is such a handy label. Yeah. Really, really prickly, huh? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you know, I remember when I was younger, I saw like, I, I was always into lesbians, like, and, uh, like, I don't know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel like I was fetishizing them. I, was, I would more, like, cry in bed going, like, I wish that I could be a lesbian growing up. Oh. <laughs> it was like a dream of mine, more than comedy, you know? And there are Dreams those, really do come true. <laughs> there are those horrible men that say things like, oh, I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Right, right. But, like, there are people out there who, like, actually are do want to be lesbians and uh fuck fuck men i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) don't don't fuck men i mean don't don't it's bad for society (laughs) this is the part where i'm supposed to get defensive right not all men Um, Robin, I wanted to ask you about, uh, something else that you did before you transitioned that you just considered doing, uh, or sorry, continued doing after you transitioned, uh, and, and in what ways it changed you are, and this is something I don't, I have trouble relating to as a comic because it's so different from what I've done. And I, I admire you for it so much. You're a roast comic and you're really good at it. You were just recently featured on, uh, what's it called? Roast Battles yeah, on Comedy. Comedy Central? Yeah, Comedy Central's Roast Battle. Um, but you did that before you transitioned and during the transition and after the transition. What What was that? Did, is it just the same game? Did it matter? Oh, actually, you know, I, I roasted other comics before my transition, but like unofficially. I didn't actually. Oh, OK. I didn't actually have my first roast battle until uh, I had already transitioned. And um, 
I remember. Oh, you were always so mean to me. I assumed you were already a roast. <laughs> no, that, that was amateur roasting. That was, that was... Robin and Keith got into some pretty uh, epic Facebook arguments, as I remember. Is, yeah. that, is that what you're referring to, Keith? Oh. No, I was talking at my ass, did we? I don't remember this at all. What did we fight about? <laughs> yeah. No. Is, I... is, this a, is this their WTF style? Like, are we okay? Robin loves WTF, by the way. And I know nothing of no, not WTF, WWE. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. No, but, I'm talking about the Mark Marin podcast where he starts every interview by being like, We had we had beef in nineteen eighties. Are we okay now? Right. Did we have beef, Robin? No, I don't think so. I didn't think so. WWE actually uh, is like bro. <laughs> There's you love of- you love WWE, right? That's something you've always been super into. Yeah, I love wrestling. I love bravado, and I love the the spirit of competition. And I just love I love roast battles because of that. It's like the "I'm better than you" attitude, and you can be boastful and stuff. And it, it's like there's consent on both sides, you know? Right, right. That's really important. I think the consent part. Um, I don't think it's cool to like just roast people who aren't there. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Um, yeah, I just think it's like the it's like a great sign of love in comedy, right? You get to make fun of each other because you love each other. It can be tricky though because I think that the you know the laziest of roasts will fall back on a lot of bigoted sort of sexism well, or homophobic stuff, right? Isn't that kind of isn't that kind of nice for you though, Robin? Like my friend Mike Patton is a is a battle rapper and he's like a gay white battle rapper. So he just knows that the first things they're going to talk about is him being white and him being gay. And so it just sets him up so well because he was able to prepare and they never surprise him. And I kind of felt the same when I watched your roast battle on Comedy Central. So is yeah. that like disappointing or is that like them falling right into your trap? No, you know what? I I know like uh, there are some jokes I don't like cuz they're lazy, but um. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. The screen went blank. Um. Oh no, we yeah. can still hear you. Yeah. Um. I love hearing different kinds of transgender jokes. I love hearing clever ones, and I, it makes it actually makes me feel more accepted in society because I think everyone gets made fun of, and so like if there wasn't a transgender battler in there, then it's just like we don't, we don't exist in society. Right. So I'd rather, right. And I'd rather like it be done by professionals than like trolls on Twitter. Yeah, because the Twitter trolls and like I most often run into this. I play a lot of video games. So the things that people say to you in team chat on (laughs) in video games are just so lazy. You know, like with just with me, I get a lot of transphobic stuff, even though I'm not trans, which I never tell them because then it becomes this weird defensive thing. (laughs) But I hear all of them like, oh, you're really a dude and blah, blah, blah. And it just gets to me, it just gets so boring, like time after time after time. So I totally get how to hear like a professional (laughs) come up with something (laughs) might be at least refreshing. Yeah. I don't want us to be erased from society. Yeah. So you want a place in that. I I worked with... um, Lisa Lampanelli. And usually when I say I worked with someone, I'm name dropping because it means I got to do a show with them. But with Lisa Lampanelli, I was literally working her merch table out in the lobby (laughs) selling people DVDs. Um, But I noticed that there were uh, deaf people protesting her show. And 
after talking to her and and talking with them, I kind of felt like they didn't know that she was making fun of everyone. Like someone went to them and went, here's the horrible things Lisa Lampanelli said about deaf people and never bothered to mention along with the horrible things she said about everyone else in the world, you know? Yeah. So I was telling her like, she just needs a deaf interpreter and then they would feel included. But okay. And I don't play devil's advocate in general because I I think those people are horrible. Uh, But I will say this, like, I I do run into that as a defense sometimes, like, oh, but I make fun of everybody. And I feel like, well, that doesn't mean that you should be excused from punching down. I don't know. Like, right, right. Robin, what do you, what do you think about that? Like when, when, if you've got somebody who focuses on Rose, who's, who's interested (laughs) in like, oh, I just take care of everybody. Uh, I mean, is that a defense? I don't know. Um. I, I have very problematic ideas about this stuff. Okay. I, I, I just I just feel like um, some of it is punching down by accident, and I just chalk it up to collateral damage because I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> because but nothing, you were saying – This is my honest opinion, and this is just me. It's really um, hard to be a transgender Asian lesbian in America, and I, <laughs> and I hate that it's not fun. I just want to have fun sometimes. And sometimes the fun is going to be at my expense by accident. And I'd rather have that than the comedians walking on eggshells around me, afraid that they're going to say something bad because they're now they're treating me differently. Right. Well, And you mentioned consent. And I think that's a big part of it as well. You're standing on stage with them and there's consent that this is what you guys are going to do. And, and in modern roasting, it's pretty understood that it's going to be brutal and right. that, you know, there's, all bets are off. No holds barred. Yeah. Which is why I don't do it. I think it's savage and you are an animal. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a good analysis. Yeah. Johnny Taylor loves roasting. And I said to him, your idea of a successful roast is if somebody goes home wanting to kill themselves. And he said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, okay, I'm not gonna, my daughter is good at it, but I don't, I don't care for it. <laughs> Kate, as a loved one, how do you feel when you see people on stage roasting Robin? Uh, I hate every single one of them and want them to die. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, on on one level, I I, I get what's happening. And I don't think I've seen anyone say anything that was completely out of bounds before. Uh, But on the other, they're talking shit about my girlfriend. So uh, they can be. (laughs) You can eat a bag of dicks, and I don't care. That's problematic for me to say. <laughs> that's <not laughs> right. Yeah, for some people, that is their genuine kink, is eating a bag of dicks, and how dare yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. If that's what they like, then they should eat a bag of vaginas. I don't know. Whatever makes them unhappy, I want bad things to happen to them forever. Fair. Step step on a Lego, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before. Yeah. yeah. Before we move on from the roasting, uh, and, I, and I hate to put you on the spot like this, Robin, but can you can you help me so that I don't misquote it? My favorite line of yours from the last roast was when you told the roaster that you and his girlfriend had something in common. What was that? Oh, what was it? Oh, um, you mean from the television show? That's the one. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, let me let me see if I can remember it. It was um, that's right. I am transgender. So I'm just like Alex's girlfriend and family because we all have a useless dick we want to get rid of. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. <laughs> and that one just brought the house down. That was that, it was yeah. over at that point. The momentum was against Alex. <laughs> yeah, <that's> done. <laughs> I got like a million views. It was really it kind of went viral. So I was really that's happy. great. Congratulations. Oh, well, thanks. Robin, like, okay, so I'm sorry. I don't mean to dominate here, but 
I have so many <laughs> questions. Robin, how do you, so the transgender community, and obviously that's a nebulous term, but, you know, on social media and stuff, there, it can be at, at once fractured and, um, you know, uh, defensive and offensive. And how how have other people within that realm t- taken your comedy? Like, so that went viral. Was that embraced or were there other transgender people who were like, fuck you? You know, I was actually expecting more of the fuck you, but um, yeah. they've, been, they've been really cool about it. I think, I don't think a lot of them get the roasting. I don't think a lot of them like it, but I think a lot of them like that there was someone so visible. Yeah. And, and giving back. and give, Yeah, right. And and like, I think that's like a, an empowering thing that there is a trans woman who's actually talking shit back and like, you know, I win sometimes and I stand on top, you know, and, right. and I think it's a very powerful image for some of them. And they, like, they've thanked me for my comedy, which is like unreal to me. But um, yeah, nice. Yeah. And that is kind of, that's kind of like the wrestling thing. So listeners, the podcast might recall a few episodes ago. Uh, when I was talking with Justin Robert Young, uh, who's also a huge uh, wrestling fan, and we go to underground wrestling here in Oakland. Uh, and the underground wrestling that we go to, you know, before Justin got me into it, I thought wrestling was the domain of basically like 14-year-old white boys uh, in <laughs> the suburbs. But uh, then I go to uh, Hood Slam and they literally come out like the last time I was there, they came out on stage and they were like, black lives matter. Women's rights matter. Like they just went off. And I realized like, Oh, actually this is a really good subversive form of release, like energy release for marginalized people. Is that and hood slam is the shit. I just have to throw really that. It really is. It really is. Uh, it, is, is that what sort of draws you to that sort of thing? Robin, um, you know, it's like that's incidental. I just love roasting. Uh, <laughs> I'm lucky that no, it actually like um, before I went on stage, the uh, the host said we have our first transgender contender, and the audience the audience started cheering, and uh, uh, that's I, cool. I was blown away by that because like you know they didn't know who I was, but it was like oh my gosh, they're actually cheering for a transgender person to do this, and and it actually was a very touching moment for me. And I and that's not why I do it. I just I just got very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, shifting gears a little bit here, Kate, uh, being in this relationship is hardly the the most controversial thing you do as far as, uh, you know, what gets you the most online death threats. And you have quite an impressive collection of those. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. You are the Trump slayer. I am. Yeah. I had a joke that went viral uh, about Trump supporters and the N word. uh, And it's actually featured in your book, Keith, uh, punching Nazis and other good ideas. Oh, you mean the the Roseanne Barr endorsed uh, book by Keith? uh, I I hate you, Rebecca. Uh. (laughs) It was a different time. 
<laughs> that was old. That was Old Testament. Roseanne endorsing three that three months <laughs> ago. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> That's very different. Um, but yeah, there's a chapter in there called "The Trump Slayer" about about you and your experiences online. And and the joke that you put out there was um, that you like calling Trump supporters Nazis because they get so offended by it. Finally, an N word that white racists don't like being called. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was a good paraphrase, Keith. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, Rob and I gave her a chance to tell the joke right. You, I just went ahead and butchered it for you. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be serving burgers made out of Kate's joke after the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, at first I, I, I put the joke on uh, on Reddit, on uh, stand-up shots, and it went viral from there. And then I had this brilliant idea that I would film myself doing the joke live and put it on YouTube and then I uh, promoted it on Facebook, specifically targeting Trump supporters. So <laughs> Wait, so you paid, you paid money for like the Facebook targeted marketing? Yes, uh, I paid. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and, this uh, is making me so happy that you, like I always thought like, oh, these trolls always find you. No, you went no, trolling you for trolls. Out. No, I came to them. Uh, this, this was like a couple of months after the 2016 election. So I was I was feeling a little extra, uh, a little salty. <laughs> so that, that was how I exercised those demons. Uh, and boy, did it make them mad. And that, or, or they would either be just furious or they would very angrily say that they don't care if they're called Nazis, which uh, it's an interesting way to show you don't care by showing right. my Facebook page to inform me of that in all caps, usually. Right. Uh, that, that was a good nope. time. Honestly, I don't think I could get away with that nowadays. I think Facebook has clamped down on that sort of behavior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because of Wait, you, theirs or <laughs> yours? <laughs> like, you might not be Un- unfortunately, to yeah, hers. I think. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to be the place where all families go and connect and look at pictures of cats and babies, and uh, what what I was doing was like the exact and, and talk about their proud whiteness. Right, right, yeah. You know, you, you have you uh, heard of people writing "men are trash" on Facebook and getting automatic yeah, yeah. in jail? Yeah, no, it's 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 wild. Yeah. yeah, that's that's just wild. Um, so I have never I, I've been threatened online and I have never once had anybody show up in person who was upset with me. They always promise to they threaten to. And it, and it is a little scary because we post our calendars online as comedians. We, we want people to find us. So have you had anyone actually come out? Uh, no, I, I've had. Someone took out an ad in Craigslist saying they were going to film a documentary about the racist anti-Semite comedian Kate Gary. Um, (laughs) Nothing ever came of it. Uh, This is like a a year ago. So I don't know if this documentary is still in production or if it was just somebody (laughs) trolling, but... Uh, and I think I, my where I work uh, did receive a few uh, angry emails, uh, but luckily the people I work for don't give a shit what Nazis think. So it all worked out. Oh, good, good. But yeah, nobody ever uh, showed up at my door as of yet. Uh, so hooray for that. <laughs> what I saw at the show in, in Huntington Beach, if they would have shown up, they would have gotten their ass kicked. There were some pretty passionate awesome 
women at that show who were really into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love uh, the, the kind of people the unconventional lesbians show attracts. Like it's all uh, serious Nazi haters, uh, which is the <laughs> nicest thing I can say about anybody. <laughs> Well, if anybody out there isn't familiar, Huntington Beach is a very conservative area. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's- very much so. A lot of skinheads, uh, a lot of people with uh, different Nazi symbology on their pickup trucks. Uh, so it's, it was nice to see a little haven uh, of reason uh, in that that teeming bed of scum and villainy that is Huntington <laughs> And And while they haven't come to you... <laughs> Go to the rec room, everybody. It's a good place. But otherwise, yeah, Huntington Beach sucks ass. <laughs> uh, while they haven't come to you, you did go to them. I remember you posting videos where you went out to one of their, you know, white pride Trump support rallies. Really? Yeah, um, there was a, like a couple weeks after the Charlottesville uh, rally, uh, a bunch of uh, white supremacists got together in Laguna Beach uh, and uh, their their protest was really a bust. I mean, I think like a handful of them showed up and uh, there were just thousands of counter protesters that came with signs and j- just shouting, you know, fuck you Nazis go home. Uh, and uh, a lot of cops were there also, but luckily no violence broke out, but I always get nervous when cops are around. Cause I'm honestly yes. not sure what side they're on. Oh yeah. I never feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I sense the most hostility from them to be honest. So that, yeah. that was, very eye-opening to see that like they were there to protect these uh, white supremacists from the horrible hippies <laughs> right. signs. Like, I, I don't know what they thought was going to happen or who were they on horse were they on horseback there were a couple of them were on horseback yeah they were really uh doing the the rpg aspect of whatever the fuck they were doing you know sometimes <laughs> i see pictures on like you know there's like forums for cute dogs and cute animals in general. And I'll see like a a horse that's like a police horse or like a dog. That's like, it's a puppy and it's training to be a police dog. And everybody's like, Oh, it's so cute. It's got a job. And I'm just like, you ruined a perfectly good dog. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that dog would have been great if it had gone anywhere other than into whatever shitty drug sniffing pseudoscience bullshit program you've got it in. It, yeah, Does that count as science? Oh yeah, life. that's some science. I've done a video on this. There's no science behind drug sniffing dogs, by the way. Most you, of them. Is this true? Oh yeah, no, this is true. Um, yeah, uh, double blinded uh, tests show that. By and large, drug sniffing dogs react to the uh, their their handler, and they're mostly just used because uh, when they see someone suspicious, they bring the dog out to give them uh, just the cover to search a car because you can't just like a cop can't just search your car without uh, you know some sort of quote unquote evidence or whatever well, of wrong. Rebecca, you just dropped out. Oh shit. Uh, okay, Robin and Kate, now? are you both there? I can hear you again. Can you hear us? You can yeah. hear me? Okay. I can hear you both as well. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll f- you, you can hear me though, right? Yes, okay. I can hear all of you now. Okay, just check you. All right, I'll wrap this story up quickly and then we can wrap up the show just in case things are going wrong. But uh, so yeah, uh, you know, cops can't search your car unless they have some sort of quote unquote evidence and uh, dogs are used as that evidence. And all they need to say is the dog 
uh, you know, made the movement or whatever that we've trained it to do when there's drugs in the car. We didn't find any drugs, but it made the movement. So the search is warranted. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, when when you actually boil it down, the double blind studies show that by and large, if the handler doesn't know where the the drugs or the bombs or whatever are located, generally the dog won't either. So, yeah, it's it's basically just a bullshit reasoning to justify racist policies. Uh. Yeah, because they only bring the dogs out if they're already suspicious of the person and the dog senses that they're suspicious. And so it's just this self-fulfilling prophecy. And are there any cams on the dog? So we can be like, oh, let's analyze whether the dog actually did the thing the cop says the dog did. Or I'm assuming not because we don't even have cams on the humans. No, or, the, or we allow them to have an on-off switch. It's that's hilarious. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to save the battery. You know, that's, yeah. that's the important thing. No, it's yeah. it's one hundred percent based on the handler's control of the dog, and you know, it's a clever the clever Hans uh, situation, which is the idea that a smart animal is less likely to be able to solve a math problem, but more likely to be able to read a human's behavior and understand what you want it to do. So, fuck for this. Let me ask Robin, how, how do you feel about Kate stirring up all this shit and about the threats and stuff that she gets? I mean, does that does that keep you up at night? Um, no, Kate can, Kate can take care of herself. I mean, I was a little concerned at first because I've, ne- I've never seen her so angry and excited at the same time before. You know, right. And, and um, but I mean, I also wanted those people to feel, you know, feel hurt. So I was kind of <laughs> as as an insult comic. Like you're like I want them to feel emotional. I, I, I don't I don't like them. I think that they right. deserve nothing but pain. You know. Yeah, right. it was like I was doing a non consensual roast of all Trump supporters. Right. Right. They, I mean, they're they kind of. Like I don't want to say they're asking for it, but have you seen what they wear? Yeah, those hats. Come on, come on! Asking for it. They didn't want it. Why would they wear those red hats? Yeah, you you guys, you ever see a red hat and you you have to like look at what it is every time now? Right, (laughs) it says something nice, and you're like, "Oh, sorry for hating you for a minute." (laughs) Um, real quick before we let you guys go, where can uh, we find you on on the uh, World Wide Web, or do you have any big shows coming up? Uh, well, uh, the unconventional lesbians have a Facebook page. Uh, if you go to facebook.com, uh, Kate and Robin show, uh, that's where you can find information about our upcoming shows and see some clips. Kate, Kate with a C. Kate with a C. Thank you, Keith. A C <laughs> You're an A and a T and an E. Yes, but it's unusual to have a C there. So well, I yeah, but I'd also sometimes it's C-A-I-T. So I wanted to be very ah, clear. Gotcha. C-A-T. Oh. That makes me furious. People spell it that way. Yes. Yeah, what garbage <laughs> human spells their name? E-A-I-T. With a heart over the I. Yeah. And then uh, you guys have some, you have some Twitter handles, Instagram handles, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm Robin Tran 04 on, on all that stuff, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Robin Tran on Hulu. If you just look me up on Hulu, I have a Hulu special up. Ah, you awesome. do, and I wait. I should have been plugging the hell out of that earlier. Yeah. Congratulations on that, and you're both featured in the special, which yeah, is neat. I, I, uh, I open for Robin in that, and uh, the, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that because I think I'm the only opener in the Comedy Invasion series uh, who appears as part of the episode. 
and I'm nice. the only white person, so I have conflicting oh. feelings about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> way to, way hey, to increase that's diversity. That's right. <laughs> no, and it's odd because people turn on the episode, there's no like explanation for what's happening. So it's, you know, it's this uh, Asian American comedian sp- uh, series, and then this white woman just shows up and starts <laughs> talking. <laughs> so I don't know how that's coming off. And the uh, the Friday after you are on Quizitron, I believe you are at one of my favorite venues, the setup in San Francisco, correct? That's right. Friday, October 5th, we're on the 8 o'clock show at the setup in Hyde Street in San Francisco. It's uh, both Robin and I will be performing there. And oh. people should go early because there's like five seats in that place. It's just a beautiful, tiny little basement club. And you know what's happening after your show on that same evening? Not to plug another show that I get nothing from, but it's Hood Slam. So uh-huh. if you guys, oh, wanna, you guys should totally see if you can get on Hood Slam. They have comedians on all the time. If you guys want to, you don't have to be on. Just come on out to Oakland. I'll, I've already got my tickets, so you know, hook up and yeah, uh, we're staying. Let's do that. Let's yeah. make let's it happen. It. What? Absolutely. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. This isn't for the show. One hundred percent. Let's do it. So. Nice. We'll talk offline about it. Uh, (laughs) Those of you listening at home, you can see Kate and Robin compete live in the next Quizatron, which is, of course, is Thursday, October fourth, at Piano Fight in San Francisco. Tickets are. You can see me win this time. Oh wait, it's a competition. Well, I'm going to win it this time. You're going down. Being judged. Keith has Holy never won. But <laughs> However, I was waiting for the good one. I was waiting for the one I could take pride in. This I believe is my night. The previous two shows were won by the comedians, the guest comedians. So you guys we'll, we'll break that streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. There's no well, way. Tickets are available now at Eventbrite. You can find the link in the show notes. Uh Kate and Robin, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. Yeah, thank, thank you, Kate and Robin. And remember, you can also get points just for being funny. You don't have to know the answers to win. That's very important. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, thank God for that. Or if you're like <laughs> Keith, you can be neither smart or funny and just lose. So. Oh, 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 oh! We got oh, two roast comedians I'm, on I'm here the today. Roast comedian now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kate and Robin. See you soon. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.